Click live. I click live is click. clicked. We are full definition 1080p up in this piece, man. I just want to. I just want to full shout out to Jaron for being um, a TikTok legend. He has took over the beard game on TikTok. He is now the bearded king on TikTok. Yep, three hundred thirty thousand followers in uh, what, like two days? Yeah, that's crazy. It's nuts. Look, I hate notifications on my phone. Everything's muted. So if anything has like a little red notification thing and it says like uh, you have. So, yeah, I mean, you know how it is online or discord, you know, Um, every time I log into TikTok, I have, you know, a thousand more uh, comments and views. Um, That video has 30 million views on it. 7 million, uh, what, likes? 7.3, get it right, 7.3 million. Okay, 7.3 million likes. Don't give yourself... Uh, you know. ah, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. But, um, so what was I saying? So, yeah, a lot of notifications and stuff. Yes. Um, I, I was going to say something else. Um, oh, I got, I have a new flag coming, and I was really hoping that it was going to be here by now, but... It's not. What is it? It's it's a new flag. That's okay, all. That's all I'm going to say. It's a new flag. So we're going to do the reveal of the flag on 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 the on the podcast. Um, when whenever it gets here. Um, so any and everybody listening, uh, we have a special episode coming up this Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central to accommodate our UK brethren. Uh, we are going to do a uh, UK International Board episode at 3 p.m. Central. Um, so that's early enough. That'll actually be like at nine o'clock at night for them. Yeah. You know, but uh, we've we've been wanting to do this for a while. And so Tuesday, 3 p.m., make sure you guys tune in. And then, of course, uh, it'll always be on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Twitch and all that good stuff afterwards to do. Uh, you know, to watch later, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but it's Sunday night and, uh, it's not Sunday, is it? It is Sunday. You know what it is for me? Your your weekend. My weekend, you know why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because I'm off next week. You know what else? Next Sunday is another weekend because I'm off the next week. So, man, man, I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard the news or nothing about, um, how all the big three um car dealers, a uh, big three car manufacturing, they take a microchip, and we can't get that microchip in. So basically, they they stopped all production of every anybody that makes Chrysler's, Fords, or Chevrolets. They oh. they stopped production. So I mean, that, because they can't get that chip in, like they can build as they can build up to a certain bank on vehicles without having the chip. But if they get so far behind, it's it's crazy. So. Basically, they just came in and said, hey, look, y'all are laid off for two weeks, maybe more if we can't get chips in. But as of right now, it's two weeks. This is your return date. If anything changes, we'll call you. You can get unemployment. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I'm just like, man, unemployment. I fought with unemployment last year for every time I had to get it just to try to get it. But I, I mean, it's like, whatever. I've got a lot of stuff to do around the house. So it is. There you it go. Is. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Jen's got a, a honeydew list for you. And yeah, uh, you tell me about it this morning. There you go. I'll keep you busy. Well, yeah, we're live. We're into it. 
This is uh, the Rebellious Podcast. Uh, I'm Germ. I'm Baines. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the show, and this is the intro, and here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boy. Well, tonight we're uh, we're a little motivational, you know. Inspire some people, you know. And wait a minute, we got good news. I just seen that we got good news. Hey, Dad, call me when you can. I got good news. What? Your daughter. She just said, "Hey, Dad, call me when you're done with this. I've got some good news." Who said that? Oh, oh, my daughter said that. Oh, yeah. Let's make this phone call on live. It's good news. Everybody wants to hear it. Hey, honey. Um. All right. Well, hey, let's get Austin. Let's in get here. Austin in here. Let's Austin, get Austin. Austin. Let's get to it. Look at hey. him. Hey, look at how beautiful he is. What's up, guys? I was trying to find where the comments were. I was wanting to see the uh, the comments, <laughs> the daughter, the one, the daughter, and all that. Yeah, we, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to hear that good news. So, all right. So, um, so my daughter recently uh, had her son. Uh, this oh, nice. Yeah, this. Thanks. This is my third grandson. Um, there were there were some complications and some. Uh, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty sketchy. It um, it was pretty sketchy. A little worrisome. Um, but everybody's doing good now. And um, yeah. So. And we got good news, so that's always a plus. Yeah, we got good news. So Austin, Austin, tell us about you. Tell us, tell us, tell us a little bit about who Austin is. I'm a Virgo. I like long walks to the bank. What do you want to know, man? (laughs) (laughs) You'll find I'm one of the most transparent people that you'll ever meet. Life's too short to be dishonest. So anything you ask me, I promise you, I will share 100. percent What's your birthday? Uh, Nine nineteen eighty three. Oh, mine's nine twenty one. Oh, nice, fellow Virgo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outstanding. Mine's October, so I'm cool. I'm a, I'm a Scorpio, you know, whatever. My dad's a Scorpio, 1023. I'm yeah. sure that means something to someone, but to me, it 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 doesn't mean – I don't know what it means, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on that. But, yeah. um, man, if people that don't know who Austin – Austin is – in my eyes, he's a, he's a person that, that he's really good at motivating people to do – to be their best person. To be the best version of their self. I mean, he's he's done a lot. He's won some awards for helping from doing the different things throughout the world. I mean, he he started out he started out as a as just just somebody different, and then it just ended up being who he is today. It sounds like a just a, a huge success story, and I'm yeah. eager to I'm I'm eager yeah. to hear about it. You know, so yeah. so growing up, you know, like. Let's get into it, you know? Sure, sure. I'll I'll share a little bit about myself. So first of all, I appreciate you all having me on, giving me a platform to address everybody. Germ, incredible conversation before we went live. I appreciate you. And uh, of course, Beans, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you this weekend a little bit. Um, You know, you're off work for a reason, and I'm looking forward to uh, taking advantage of that. So, um, So I 
I was born in Bowling Green, Kentucky, grew up in Edmondson County, Kentucky. If you guys don't know where that's at, it's so small. They referred to it as Embredmanson County, Kentucky, <laughs> right? So I was related to everyone up both sides of the street. Uh, I grew up on Otter Gap Road until I was about uh, 11. And then I was fortunate enough for our house to burn down. So we lost everything and we were able to move to Bowling Green finally when I was about 11. And immediately I fell in with gangs. Uh, I fell in with um, the worst people possible in that area. And so at age 12, I started selling weed. Um, age 14, cooking Coke, uh, selling Coke, cooking Coke by the time I was uh, 15 to cook crack. Um, I mean, I was just I was just doing the worst stuff possible uh, from age 12 to 19. Uh, whenever I, I was 18, I moved to Lexington, Kentucky, because we were all selling drugs to the same people and I wanted a bigger market. Uh, so I was I was enterprising. Right. And so I took my top guy and we went to uh, Lexington and um, got in a car accident on the way there. It's funny. He ass ended me on the way there because wow. he was he was under the influence. And so um, by the time I was 19, I just I knew that I was going one of two directions, period, either dead or in prison. I mean, I, I'd witnessed uh, two murders of friends of mine. I've got friends that are in jail for murder one or prison for murder one, you know, life in prison. And, you know, so from, from 12 to 19, I was just a knucklehead, man. And, um, but I did bad things, but my parents got divorced when I was 10 and then the house burnt down. There was so much instability. I was just looking for belonging. I was looking for family. I was looking uh, for a cause, something bigger than myself where there was so much instability. And so I just looked in the wrong places. And that's one thing that I want you to take away from that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to look in the wrong places, places that aren't growth facilitating, uh, you know, places that aren't, aren't making this world uh, a better world for this and future generations, because it all starts with you. Um, so when I was 19, um, I finally decided to clean up my act and I got involved with combined insurance companies selling insurance door to door and store to store. My mom was involved with them since I was about 12 or 13. And um, she was trying to ingrain these success principles in my mind, but I was just busy being a knucklehead and um, I just wasn't listening. So by the time I was 19, I was ready to clean my act up. So I got involved with combined insurance company. I was used to making a lot of money. So I worked my ass off, right? You know, I was at their 8.30 morning meeting and I would work sometimes until one, two o'clock at night or in the morning. And you're probably thinking, who do you sell insurance to? Waffle House employees, hotel uh, employees, anything that's open 24 hours a day, right? You know, stop mm -hmm. at gas stations. I'm selling insurance at two o'clock in the morning. And because um, I just desperately wanted to maintain a certain lifestyle. After about seven years, um, there was a corporate restructuring, which meant I was out of a job. You know, um, you know, Dustin, you're going through that right now being laid off. You know, I mean, there's so much instability when you're trading hours for dollars. You know, you're selling your life off hour by hour. And so I, I knew that I, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I should probably back up and say, you know, at that point, I had been an outside sales consultant for multiple Fortune 500 companies. I got promoted to divisional sales instructor. I mean, I worked my way up through the ranks in combined just to be let down through that corporate restructuring and, and basically um, out of a job. So I wound up in factories and um, 
I was not cut out for that at all. Um, so I had never had a schedule in my life. Mm. Uh, and so they wanted to be, you know, you to be there at a certain time and work the whole time. Who does that? Right. And, uh, you know, uh, 30 minutes for lunch and then, you know, you're off at a certain time. So I got fired from eight or nine different factories. Um, the last one was Hitachi, which I'm pretty sure is Japanese for dungeon. <laughs> um, so it was horrible um, and uh, just deplorable conditions. Um, it may be 120 degrees and we'd be just working our tails off hands. You know, I'd cut my hand open. I'd have to keep working. But uh, so that lasted for about two years. A year into it, I was on Facebook. I went from 20 grand a month to 20 grand a year. If you've ever cut your income in one twelfth, it's mm. challenging. Um, and so about a year into me being in the factory, I'm, I've lost my house. I've lost all sorts of stuff. I met my mom's after sleeping couch to couch, eating at the canned food drive in Richmond, Kentucky. Um, and she wasn't doing much better than I was. She almost lost her house. And um, so I'm getting, I'm getting to the, I'm getting to the good part. So um, about a year into being in the factories, I found a guy on Facebook that I didn't know. And uh, he was actually out of Bowling Green. And um, I just reached out to him because he looked like he was doing good, man. And, you know, I was looking for something. I didn't know what I was looking for, but I was looking for something. You know, I was looking for hope. I was looking for answers. I, I was looking for someone to give me a shot, you know, because I felt like I was I was worth more than my current situation, you know, overworked and overworked and overdrafted. You know, I mean, I was I was in a tight spot. And uh, so I reached out to him. And he introduced me to the world of network marketing. And it's so interesting because it's a different way of earning income. And I remember whenever I first saw it, I got scared, really scared, because I had been beating myself up for so long. I felt hope for the first time. And it was it was scary for me to start to feel like I might be able to be someone again. And I remember reaching out to a family member of mine and um, <laughs> it was funny. Um, they, they, I reached out to my cousin. He was so excited about it because he believed in me. He wanted me to talk to my aunt. And what was interesting is she like, didn't even want me to talk to my cousin after that. Cause she didn't want him involved in that pyramid thing. So let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, I got involved in my first company. I was really bad. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. My mind wasn't right. I had no idea about entrepreneurship. It was a disaster. But my second company, we, we had a system, right? Of teaching people how to make $1,000 their first week. And that's all I knew. We built an army of people doing that. Throughout my network marketing career now, I've been the number one income earner in three separate companies, career earnings of approaching $8 million. We've been able to help retire over 600 families from their full-time employment. I've spoke on stages all over the world, done tours in Australia, the UK, you name it. Um, you know, we uh, best-selling author uh, of the book, Acting Classes, Design Your Dream Self, uh, Track Your Dream Life. Um, and it's just been, it's been insane, uh, the ride and, um, it just keeps getting better and better. It really does. And I'm just the ninth grade high school dropout from Kentucky that didn't know if I can make it or not, but I tried. 
and I kept trying. Wow, dude. I mean, that's, yeah. So you're talking about um, trying something new. I mean, that that does have to be scary. I mean, stepping out of what you know in your comfort zone into something completely different. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It reminds me a lot of a friend of mine who, uh, you know, he was in the, in the weed game and then he ended up going to prison and then coming out and then having to just completely change it, you know, just, and, and, and now he's doing great. Not as great as it sounds like you're doing, but, uh, we all so, got to start somewhere. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of at a loss for words. It's just very impressive. Um, well, it, you know, so whenever I was in the factories, I remember I cried one day at work at Hitachi because I was just like, this can't be life. You know, and I'm, I'm in my mid-20s at this time, and I just broke down in tears. I was like, this can't be the real life that I was meant for. Like, this isn't, I don't die in this factory. You know, this is not, this isn't me. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, I got to the point where I would have rather died than stay there. And I found a vehicle to take me from where I was at to where I wanted to be. And it started with me wanting to get out of a situation. Now it's, I know there's other people in those situations and I need to help them get out. And I was just talking to a buddy of mine in Atlanta today, cause I want to take 10 grand and I want to, um, I want to see what I can do about getting food, uh, for, the local community and get the media out here and donate the $10,000 to, you know, helping get, you know, feed the uh, underpoverished here in Lexington, Kentucky and challenge other people that have the financial means to do that, to do that, you know? And uh, so it gets to the point where, yeah, you might start off with, I need to get out of this situation, but hopefully you get to a point where you're like, all right, this is my calling and this is how I can help others. And um, there's lots of struggle along the way. You know, there's pain in the process, but there's pleasure in the payoff. And now we live an incredible lifestyle um, and it would be, it would be gluttonous. It would be, it would be just a horrible waste of life to not share it with others. Right. Yeah. Keeping it all to yourself and not, Yeah. But it's got to be really scary changing, changing that. I mean, making that first step, you know. Um, of course, of course. Well, I mean, what was it anything in particular that just you know, like I have to do it with you know, contacting that guy on Facebook or? I or mean, did you, have just a, did you have like a gut feeling like this is what I need to do right now? This, this is this is what I have to do. No, no, it it wasn't. It was just. Um, I was I was desperate, and I think that a lot uh, a lot of entrepreneurs start off, uh, and a lot of people that you know end up doing great things, um, way better things than I've done. Uh, you know, they start off with desperation. They start off with a burning desire to do more. They start off with that that feeling inside of themselves that says, "I was meant for something more than this," and I was just looking, and he's 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 what I found. And, um, so, well, yeah. I'm happy to say that you're part of our family and part of our brotherhood also because you've done amazing things and it makes me happy knowing that 
me not only as the Kentucky president and you're in the Kentucky chapter, but just in the club in general, that we have someone that has been through and, and do, doing things that you were doing just, it, it means a lot to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful every day that we did get you into the club and, and, I'm, and you do, doing great things for your community and just communities all over the world, man. It's amazing. No, nah, it's a pleasure, man. I mean, you know, that's um, one of my first mentors was W. Clement Stone. And he used to say, all I want to do is change the world, make this a better world for this and future generations. And uh, we're all doing that. I mean, uh, you know, Jeremy, Dustin, myself, you know, the um, the Bearded Rebellion, you know, your organization, it's, you know, we're all working further towards making this a better world for this and future generations. Yeah, we have to, because... At this rate, you know, I mean, yeah. Um, it's a funny yeah. story how he became part of the club, though, Jeremy. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever heard it, but he literally stopped in and talked to Josh, the VP, you know, bearded devil, about his car. And Josh was like, "Hey, man, you got a nice beard. You should join the club." And then he, <laughs> I messaged him, and then we just meet him like. It was. We talked for about an hour that day, didn't we? Me and you. We had a Facetime call. We talked about an hour, hour and a half, and I just told him, "I was like, look, man, this is, this is what we're about." Blah blah blah. All this, and he's like, "Man, that sounds like something I want to be in." I was like, "I was like, well, I'm gonna open the door for you." Yeah, it's a God thing, man. I mean, it really is. It's fortuitous. I mean, I was just, I was down in Bowling Green visiting my dad, and uh, a, a um a check oil light came on in my BMW. Right. And so I took it to Valvoline, which I'll, I'll probably not do again. Nothing against <laughs> Valvoline. But, uh, they didn't have the oil type. And so I'm sitting there trying to find the oil and then I leave it with them because they break my car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but uh, they did, you know, almost make it right. I mean, they, uh, they, they made it right then. And then I ended up having to replace the radiator a few weeks later and, you know, all that sort of thing. But, um, but they, you know, they did pay like a hundred and some bucks of the $900 it cost, but, you know, uh, shouts out to Valvoline over on Campbell Lane, but, um, but, um, you know, it's no big deal. I mean, they did try to make it right. Um, but yeah, it was just fortuitous, man. How, how everything happened for sure. Yeah, man. I I mean, and then after that, man, I mean, you've even talked, we've sat down multiple conversations at night, man. I mean, you've had FaceTime calls where you're just like, and I'm like, dude, what can we do here? And you're like, well, we can do this, or we can do this. Like, we have we have legit conversations about, like, like charity work that we're going to start doing this summer. We, we've talked about that before. We've talked about everything. I mean, it's it's something that that me personally, I love having someone in my chapter and in the club personally that that just has the kind of umph and will that you have to shut up and do it. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's like, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to do it because this is what I feel like I need to do. So, I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome, your story and everything. So, do, do you think you, you have more of a drive? I mean, like you say, uh, back in the day when you were in, you know, doing everything, um, you know, with uh, the weed and everything else, do you think you have the same drive that you do now that you did back then? Or so, do you think – go ahead. Well, that's a good question. Uh, that's a really good question. I've always wanted to be the best of whatever I did, right? And um, I think nowadays, I don't want to just be the best. I want to, two things. I, I've For the past decade or so, I've said, I want to embarrass whoever was the best 
<laughs> for, for not being better. Right. Okay. People think too small. I think that, you know, folks need to aim a lot higher because one person can make a lot bigger difference than they think they can. Um, so not only do I want to like just embarrass whoever was number one for not being better, but I want to by our actions, because it's never me, it's always we, by our actions, whoever the we is, I want to inspire other people, groups of people to do better, to, you know, uh, take better care of their mental and physical health, to not be so lazy in their thinking, you know, I mean, uh, to actually uh, to give a damn, you know, about mm -hmm. the people that are around them, their environment, um, to be the example, to be the change they wish to see in the world, as Gandhi put it, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I always wanted to be the best, but now it's just, you know, for other reasons. Yeah. yeah. Like, you you know, don't you could be greater, you could be better than, you know, what you are now. And uh, lighting fire under some people's asses, it sounds like. Yeah, man, you got to be so on fire that whenever people get around you, they either ignite or they melt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, um, it, you know, and it's not about it's not about being the best, but that's that's a good way to inspire folks. Because, you know, I remember being poor and people didn't really listen. I wasn't interviewed on podcasts. I wasn't you know, featured, I just got uh, featured as one of the top 20 entrepreneurs to follow for 2021 on Yahoo Finance. And this coming week, I'll be featured in an article on Business Insider. Um, and so, I mean, I don't, I didn't get that whenever I was, whenever I was broke, busted and disgusted, you know. Uh, um, so, you know, it's hard work, it's sacrifice. Um, and it's, constant tearing yourself down and building yourself back up just like bodybuilding you know it, it hurts you know and and the mind the spirit uh is the same way you know it, it takes work it takes building yourself up it takes every single day working on it and uh it's never done it's never done you know and um one day you get to the point where you're like man five years ago I thought I was doing great. I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. And then five years from then, you're like, man, then I thought I was, I knew nothing. And it's just constant. It's just constant self-discovery, which leads to self-improvement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Do you, do you find it hard um, getting people uh, on your wavelength and thinking like you think? I mean, is, is it hard changing people like that? When you're speaking, you show me a person without goals. I'll show you a person that I can't motivate. You show me a person with goals. I'll show you a person I don't have to motivate. Okay. So, you know, it's That's deep shit. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's all about. Um, I think that a lot of it has to do with. Um, making a real connect. If you're actually looking to, you know, help someone make a change, if they're willing, if this is where they really want to, you know, they want to change and go a different direction. I think it's about making a personal connection with that person. And we can do that. We don't have to be one-on-one. -on -one. We can do that through a podcast or something like that, making a personal connection and then figuring out, what direction they want to go and what's holding them back. And 
a lot of times there's so many layers of limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many layers of self-sabotaging habits. I remember I made my first million, I actually made my first, uh, my first 2 million and I blew it. I mean, I blew it, blew it. Like, <laughs> like as I was getting it, it was, it shouldn't even touch my hands. I it mean, was it's fast. it was, yeah, it was crazy. I was working my way up. The first company I was the number one earner in, I was making over $20,000 a week and you know, money was coming and I, I was blowing it. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm talking private. It's, it costs 27,000 dollars to charter a private jet. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, you know, like a, a super miss citation ultra, something like that. It's domestically $1,500 for a first class flight. I mean, you know, why, why do you do these things? You know? And, and so, um, I, I made and I lost it, made and lost it. And there was self-sabotaging habits and thoughts there because in my mind, I kept dealing with, uh, self-worth issues. Oh, I'm not worth this. Oh, they're going to find out I'm not that good. They're going to find out I'm not worth all this. Now I don't give a damn. Yeah. Cause I know who I am, but, um, I still, I still blow money, but I, I, I have, I have, I have so much that I set aside and I set up what I call moral guardrails to prevent me from doing dumb stuff. My question to you though, is man, you said you, you, you was dead broke, right? Dead broke. Yeah. How does it, how does it make you feel now when you look back and you see the person you was that was dead broke and you was sweating your ass off just hustling the street, selling drugs, doing all this shit, working in a factory. I mean, I know what you're talking about factory work. That's what I do. I mean, I, I'm a supervisor at a factory. And yes, you're right. It's right. it's it's tedious work. I mean, you it's 110 degrees in there most times. It's this, this, and this. But in your situation, how did it feel going from, man, how am I going to afford to get some food today? Or, or how do my shoes have, do my shoes and socks have holes in them? So now where you're at, you're like, oh, shit. I'm gonna go out and buy a brand new car, or oh, shit, I'm gonna just, I saw your watch you just bought, so that that bad boy's that bad boy's beautiful. The Audemars, yeah, the one you got on right now, it was gorgeous. I was like, man, that's a nice watch. Like, like, I love how it. How do you go, how do you like just swap your mindset up like that? Saying, well, do you still do you still like have second thoughts when you try to buy something now? Or do you just like, oh, whatever, I'm gonna make it back? No, I, I think whenever you really hit what you know, you would refer to as rock bottom. Um, it does leave an imprint on your soul. And at first it was, um, it was manifesting in me blowing it as soon as I got it because I felt I didn't deserve it. I didn't recognize that at first. Um, and I think, especially in what I do, um, the money you make is just a scorecard to show you how many people that you've helped with what yeah. I do, you know, and, uh, and it's that way with a lot of professions. Now, I, I'm, I'm cautious about how I spend the money still because I don't want to um, deserve to lose it. I got you. I got you. God has humbled me a couple of times. Oh, yeah. I'm I get sure. the lesson now. If you're, if you're taking notes, write this down. Lesson repeated until lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah. I got the lesson. <laughs> kind of learn yeah. the hard way. Yeah. Very hard. <laughs> how, does, 
how does one go about getting in contact with you to try to figure out like if people are listening like man i want to i want to talk to him more i want to i want to hear more about what he says how how can we from this podcast give someone information to say this is how you can talk to austin he's a great guy he'll help you like how, how can we how can we get people to reach you well i appreciate the kind words first of all uh in the platform i mean we were just talking about how overwhelming social media is for me. So I'm not on a bunch of social media. Uh, but if you reach out to me on Facebook, my personal page, I don't really check my business page that often. Um, or you could, you know, you go to, you could go to austinzulop.com, um, email me at az at austinzulop.com. But honestly, I would just hit me up on Facebook. I'm a real guy. I'll have a real conversation with you. There was a young lady that reached out to me from uh, Dallas, Texas earlier today on Facebook. And, um, you know, she uh, she runs a tax and credit repair business, uh, Tiffany. And, um, you know, we were on the phone for you know, 45 minutes or something like that. And I was just giving her some free coaching on how to uh, um, how to maximize that opportunity while not stressing herself out, how to. Mm-hmm. Uh, become a better leader, systematize everything, make systems to make your life easier. So, I mean, it, it was just some simple stuff. She's already doing amazing things, but, um, you know, it's just, you know, that little one, 2%, you know, a day that, that makes a big difference. So yeah, just reach out to me on Facebook. We can chat for sure. There you go. I, I do have your uh, Instagram and your link tree in the description. So that would, th- okay. those would be available as well. Nice. I'm on Clubhouse too. So if anyone ever sees me on Clubhouse, I get on Clubhouse to add tons of value. That's where I, I've, I've just gotten almost addicted to getting on, getting in a room and just sharing everything I know with whoever's in there. Nice, nice Clubhouse. And, and, and that's what I was going to ask you as well. It's like, uh, so where do you do most of your speaking? Uh, you, you said you've uh, been to Australia and a bunch of other places like how, how do you get this word out? Like uh, TED Talks? I mean, what, what are you doing exactly? Yeah, pre-pandemic, um, people would just reach out to me or or my VA and or my business manager. And, uh, you know, they would they would book me for speaking engagements. But that hasn't happened as much in the pandemic because um, most of it's, you know, through Zoom or it's just virtual. And, um, so it started off though, uh, the speaking engagements really started off, um, being in the company that I was in, I would be crushing it. And then they just asked me to go somewhere and train some other people and speak. Uh, and then, you know, just reaching out to people that, that were in my niche or in my profession and offering to speak for free, or then it got to, if you just cover my you know, if you just cover my travel, I'll come out there and, you know, drop bombs totally free of charge. Just, just get me out there. Uh, and then it got to the point where I could charge. And then, you know, I started doing training and coaching with coaching packages ranging from 10 to $50,000. And, you know, of course with, you know, with, with speaking, um, there's so many people that you can reach and, and I love being able to, um, move people, from stage, it's just not the same through Zoom. Yeah. Um, I, I recently did a Zoom. It wasn't Zoom. I don't know what the platform was. I never heard of it. But there was over 6,000 people watching live. Um, and there was a translator there and all that sort of thing. And I had an offer. But 
people weren't like moved the way that they are if you're on stage. And there's so many fun things you can do. I'm also a professional hypnotist and hypnotherapist. And so there's fun stuff you can do on stage. It's just more difficult to do through uh, through through a video. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I need you, I need you to hypnotize Jeremy. I need you to make him a dog. Yeah, make him a dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I could quit smoking. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. um all right. Let's get into that a little bit. Professional. Yeah. Like you just dropped. You just literally just dropped a bomb on us. But I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So actually hypnotizing people to change, um, like, I don't know. I like, are you make, making people uh, cluck like a chicken or are you changing their uh, behaviors and, and, and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. So that's interesting. I've always been curious how the mind works. And since 2002, I've been really big into personal development. And so I've been really big into learning about the subconscious mind um, about how to program it, deprogram it, um, you know, how to uh, take a bad habit, replace it with a good habit. Um, so I've been really big into personal development since 2002. And um, a few years back, I started researching NLP, right? Neuro linguistic patterns and trying to learn those in order to do better in video. And uh, do better from stage and that sort of thing. And the more I researched NLP, the further down the hole of hypnotism I went. And so I bought a course from a guy named David Lyon, a uh, good guy, real good guy, a uh, little course for 500 bucks, the mastery of hypnosis course. And I put in the first week, probably over a hundred hours of study time, just studying, practicing, studying, practicing. And then I hypnotized my wife into a somnambulistic trance. Okay. Week one, right? Nice. And um, then I'm looking for people to practice on, right? And, um, you know, with her, I, I had, I, I, I hypnotized her, put her in trance where she, you know, and then, you know, brought her out and she couldn't move her legs, right? She was standing straight up, couldn't move her legs. And so I was like, all right, put her back under and, um, you know, went from that to something else, you know? And so I uh, did full amnesia to where she didn't remember her name, just all this different stuff. And I thought it was cool. And uh, that's what I'm, I'm, I just did it because I thought it would be fun to learn, right? Yeah. For like party tricks and stuff. Hell and yeah. um, then I learned David's mentor. One of his mentors was Anthony Jacquin. So I went to Anthony. I, mean, I had made friends with David. I actually made, you know, made friends with this guy and then went to, and, and I made friends with Anthony, got a course from him. Learned that he he learned from Mike Mandel, bought a course from him, which I'm still actually learning. Uh, I think you should always be a student as long as you're alive. Mm -hmm. And um, then I, I, I thought, you know what? This would be really good uh, as an introduction into the power of the subconscious mind whenever I train and speak and do my personal development formula that I, I teach. So now when I do the personal development formula, I do a live hypnosis demonstration first. Can and you do it through video chat? Um, do it through video chat. Yeah, I can. <laughs> um, there's so that's crazy, dude. That's awesome. I've I've heard a lot of times, uh, well, I don't think I can be hypnotized. And so you're right. You know, it's it's a cooperation. Um, so it's kind of like a bridge. Okay, so I can guide you. 
you know, from waking state to a hypnotic state, what they call somnambulistic trance. So yeah, I can do it through, through video. I can do it through phone. Make me forget all of 2020. <laughs> uh, I wish I could do that. I don't think there's anyone that has that kind of uh, a hypnotic power. Yeah. So I, the, I, yeah, go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, so, so the person has to be willing uh, to be hypnotized, is what you're saying. Um, it does help. Yeah, okay. it does help. You can you can do it to an unwilling uh, participant, but I would I would never do that. So. Sure. I've always wanted to watch. I've never like went to like I always hear about these guys coming here and then like hey a live hypnosis show and I'm like man I've always thought in the back of my mind I'm like man that'd be cool to watch. It'd be cool to, to just to watch somebody get hypnotized. Then I'm like, I'll be down there with you this weekend. I'm don't get me wrong. I'm gonna be. I, we might have to go live and let you hypnotize me. Yeah, I got a couple things that you could uh, do to him. Uh, maybe maybe <laughs> I'll hit you up and we'll talk about it. Well, you know, so I had a a mastermind event in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I don't know, a couple years ago, mm. and uh, I did a. Um, a live hypnosis demonstration at first, um, hypnotized a group of people, uh, whittled it down to one that just took well to the suggestions. And, you know, within about 15 minutes, completely changed the fabric of her entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, you know, what I call the, the higher self hypnosis, which uh, I just had her, you know, I identified the things that she wanted to improve on. And then I had her visualize the very best version of herself through wow. uh, kinesthetic, uh, kinesthetic uh, audio and, uh, and physical. So I, I had her become the very best version of herself. And it, it took me about 15 minutes. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's crazy. That's, that is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mind blown. She, she had already been brought in and out of trance uh, several times throughout the demonstration. So it, she, it was easy to put her deep. So what can you not do? That's an easier question. Than what can you <laughs> I'm not, not? I'm not great at basketball. You know, I'm five eight. You know, so I mean, I'm not. I'm not very good at basketball. So you know, there you go. Well, well I, we know you the get great hypnotized. There you, you go. Get, hip, get hypnotized to be better at basketball. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I guess a lot of this stuff goes hand in hand, though. So, so. You you can work on somebody's mental and and, yes. and possibly hypnotize them to better themselves to better everything about them and the people around them and succeed and yeah I see how that that's all kind of hand in hand there. So you can hypnotize somebody. You could do this without them ever knowing that that's what you were trying to do. Um, so. And I'll give you a great example real, really quick. Like I'll try and do this in under two minutes uh, of a hypnotherapy client that I had. So I had a woman in my organization that was having a really hard time with her daughter, who was an ideal daughter up until there was a point where she started straying off, going into the darkness, using drugs, stripping whole nine yards. And it was really interfering with the woman's life and her, her mind. She couldn't, she just couldn't get it together. Um, it was affecting everything. And so I, um, I found some sort of a plant uh, online. I Googled, you know, African plants and let's just call it a juju plant. I'm not really sure what 
the hell I found. So, um, you know, I, I told her, I said, you know what's what's funny? It reminds me of a story I heard the other day about the African juju plant. Have you ever heard of it? And she said, no, no, I haven't. Like, it's so interesting. So this plant, it seeks, it, it's, it's wild. So it grows up this tree and it wraps around this tree. And then whenever it gets to a certain point in its life, it drops down uh, a seed, you know, a seed onto the, uh, uh, the uh, forest floor. And this seed, you would think that it would take the same route that the mother plant took, right? You would think that, but it doesn't. It actually goes along its own path out the forest floor and it, it seeks out the darkest point. It seeks out the darkest point that you wouldn't even think that plants should go. You wouldn't even think they should go there. And it keeps going until you would think the plant would just, you know, go into a place where you just, it just it would end up, you know, perishing. But it, it doesn't. Just when you think that it's so far gone that it's it's never coming back, it turns around and it starts to come back on that path along the forest floor and it goes up and it returns back to the mother plant just in time. And that's so interesting, isn't it? Isn't, isn't it interesting how it just, it comes back. And so that's called an isomorphic metaphor. Uh, and of course that's the quick version. I mean, you know, I go into really vivid detail, slow down my speech patterns and talk a certain way and, and, and all that sort of thing. There's a few things that go into it. But um, whenever I told her, I said, now, isn't that interesting? By that point, she was just glossy eyed. And she, yeah, that is. And what happens is the subconscious mind maps the story over and it, it affected her in such a way that she just completely was at peace because she knew everything would work out well because mm. that happens in the story. Man, I got okay. coaches from that. <laughs> okay. just like, Whoa. So those, those take a little bit of um, planning to do. You can't really just do them on the spot. It's very difficult. Um, yeah. But uh, an isomorphic metaphor, um, you know, that's a, a, that's a way that if you know how to do it, um, you can hypnotize somebody and have a great impact on them and never even have to tell them that's what you're doing. That's awesome, man. It's awesome. There's, there's several covert ways you can do that. Conversational hypnosis is so interesting. It's so interesting how the subconscious mind works. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely don't use enough of it, you know, well, we do. We use actually 96% or so of our entire lives is controlled by our subconscious mind. In fact, science has proven that once you're conscious of a decision that you've made, your subconscious mind made it eight seconds before you were aware of it. It notices everything. For example, if I were to ask you, uh, Jerm, if I were to ask you, Dustin, whoever's watching to, I don't know, pick a number between one and six, right? If I were to ask you, pick a number, any number between one and six, a lot of people, if I did the right conditioning for long enough, they would pick five because I've been flashing my hand five for the past 
20 seconds. Um, but consciously, a lot of them wouldn't pick up on that. Uh, but, you know, just which I wasn't, you know, putting a lot of effort into it, but just stuff like that. I, I like to play sometimes and do that, you know, pick a number, any number and, you know, program their mind for a minute. And uh, most of the time, nine times out of 10, takes about two minutes of programming and their conscious mind didn't pick up on it, but their subconscious mind did because the subconscious mind recognizes everything. So it's, um, uh, what was the Will Smith movie? Pursuit uh, of Happiness? Hitch. No, um, no. <clears throat> focus. Woo-hoo. Focus. The one, where, the one where he was the guy with the love and he, all that? He was a con man. He taught, uh, he taught his girlfriend how to be a con. Yeah, Focus. Was that focused? Yeah. yeah. And, and there was that scene where, yeah, like uh, they had certain numbers. The song was playing, which implied this and that and that. And uh, yeah, focus. Um, let's see. Yeah, that was, that good. was it. Focus. Yep. Yep. Uh, there was another really good one um, with Woody Harrelson. Uh, man, I can't remember what it was. Um, it had. Uh, it wasn't now you see me, was it? What do you hear? Was the, the the all the guys on the stage um, with like the magic tricks and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I um, love that movie. Oh yeah, there was two of them. Uh, I, I love them. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, but you know, Dustin, if you have a couple people with you, whenever I see you in uh, Bowling Green, uh, and and they're willing, they want to have some fun, we can. We can do a live hypnosis demonstration. It'll be fun. Oh, I'm down. I'll, I'll get some people just to do that. Jeremy, you're off. Come on down. Yeah. When when, when are you going to be down there? Friday. Friday this weekend. I, I, I do have next week off. There you go. Come down. Hey, you can meet me and Jeremy both. We can talk them into it. Uh, oh, okay. Here you go. It's, now you uh, see me. Yeah. Now you see me. Now you see me. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I think, is that what I said? Yeah. Uh, there was something. I'm pretty yeah, sure we can get we could That's probably get baby movie. We could probably get baby beer down from Tennessee too, so we can get a few people down here and just have dinner with you since you're coming down. So, man, that would be that would be dope. Yeah, I mean that'd be yeah. cool, man. Yeah, he said he'll oh. come down. Um, All right, cool, cool. So, um, besides that little uh, trip you got going on, uh, what do you have planned uh, for the future for 2021? What you got coming up? I mean, I know you know, COVID restrictions and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, now I'm, I'm actually, I've got a lot planned, man. So right now I'm the vice president of a seven-year-old nutraceutical company based out of Luxembourg. And we've got some big things happening with them. Uh, me really, with do what? I'll come to Luxembourg with you, man. Just all you gotta do is tell me. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Luxembourg. So, um, do you speak French? <laughs> no, you do so you i can just let you talk and i'll just listen i'll be like okay. uh-huh. yep. gotcha yep. gotcha gotcha yeah that's okay that's okay you know we can teach you a few you know Savabien, you know some a few phrases yeah. that, you know um so i'm also a senior partner on the board of directors of an investment firm so there's there's a lot of work i you know i plan on doing um with that actually next year and i'm launching a course called the legacy networkers course september 19th on my birthday I'm actually launching that for my son. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will be interested in it, but uh, I'm doing it for him because uh, he's always wanted to, ever since he was 
able to speak. He's wanted to do what I do for a living. He's wanted to be a professional network marketer. And so um, there's a lot of people that fail at that. And so I want to give him everything he needs to be the best he can possibly be. The quickest and easiest path to success is directly through the experience of others that have been there. And so I've been there. I've paid for the courses, done the trial and error, um, you know, gotten coaches. I almost always have a coach. And um, so I'd like to I'd like to gift that to my son. That's amazing. Are you you're you're a coach also, correct? Yeah, you're a coach. So, yeah, yeah, you you wrote that book. How did it feel to, to write a book that you can leave to your son when you get when God forbid anything happens to him? You leave to your son yeah. and be like, look, dad wrote the best selling author, wrote this book. I'm going to follow in his footsteps because I'm he's my hero. Like that, that, I know with my kids, it makes me feel amazing. Jerem's got 37 kids, so it makes him feel amazing. You know, so it's awesome. You're busy, man. Well, it, 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 yeah, of course it feels good, but I'm working on two other books. Um, I bought the rights to uh, my book back uh, from my publisher because uh, they weren't doing much with it. But um, I had the book in my head for a few years. Uh, and so um, I wrote out the table of contents and then I wrote the book in about five hours. I was on a flight to Dallas, which is two and a half hours from Lexington. I wrote half of it on the way there and half of it on the way back. I typed really fast. And um, yeah, so I was, I already knew what I was going to talk about. And then we had, it was, it was not long enough for like Barnes and Noble. And so we had to hire a ghostwriter to uh, interview me and ask me a bunch of questions. And so the other two books I also have in my head and I want them out. So you have a copy of your book beside you. I'll show somebody the picture of your book or no. Um, I don't think I do. Um, I'm almost positive. No, but if you Google it, it's uh, acting classes, design your dream self, attract your dream life. I've got a bunch of copies in storage uh, about 30 minutes from here uh, in Richmond. And then I've got uh, almost 5,000 copies in a storage facility in Waco, Texas. So awesome. That's it. After that, they're gone. And so. There you go. And then, yeah, that is on your uh, link tree. I did see that on there as well. And you can still buy them. It's so crazy because um, I bought the rights back and you shouldn't be able to buy them. But there's apparently there's still there's still some out there. You can still get them. Oh. Right on. So why did you buy your rights back to the book? Do you not want to sell them no more? Is there something you want to keep personally or, or like why? So I paid a ridiculous amount of money for all this extra stuff from my publisher, like a professional voice actor to get on audible. Um, they were supposed to get me on like the Ellen DeGeneres show and all sorts of nationally syndicated TV shows. They did nothing to help me market the book. Mm. And uh, what's funny is now they're out of business. So, you know, good things happen to good people and vice versa. I got you. Well, when it comes to um, people's books and everything, I think it comes out better from the author, and yeah. um, and you got a good voice, you know. So, oh, nice, man, yeah, I will. I will take my books to Audible eventually, and I do want to be the one that reads them. Yeah, I think that's definitely the way to go. Now, um, although Morgan Freeman reading it would probably be pretty good, but that would be dope. Yeah, it would. <laughs> that'd be expensive. Yeah. 
it probably a little more than I would be willing to pay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, there's some good impersonators I've seen out there, but, uh, well, Austin, man, we really appreciate you coming on here and telling your story. Um, My pleasure. A hell of a story, man. Um, it's not over yet. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like you got. Uh, I would say the sky's not even the limit. You know, I mean, like. I feel like I'm just getting started, man. I yeah. Really do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're younger than me, so. Uh, yeah, you got a lot of a lot ahead of you, and I, and I look forward to seeing what you do in the future and 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 everything else, man. And yeah, just want to thank you again for coming on. And um, that's it. And you know, and the club too. Maybe if I do get down to Kentucky one of these days, we'll meet up. And that'd be great, man. I'm looking forward to it, Germ. I appreciate you having me on for sure. You guys are incredible. I love the cause you stand for, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Yes, sir. Right on. All right, man. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about the UK chapter episode coming up next week or whatever. So uh, thanks again, man. We appreciate you. Take care and, uh, you know, stay safe and all that good stuff. Thank you. Y'all too. All right, Austin. Thanks, man. Bye, brother. Same Friday, brother. Oh, man. It lit a fire under my ass. Yeah, man. It makes me just want to get out right now and just go do stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind being hypnotized you know, to do some certain things. I mean, like, I don't know. That'd be pretty cool, man. I can't wait. I hope, I hope, I hope it'll be awesome. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just really wanted to talk about, well, first and foremost, as you can see down at the bottom of the screen, we do have rebellious podcast shirts available on the website, beardrebellion.com. Go grab some, I'm still waiting on Raymond to send me mine. Uh, I've got to get me one too, I guess. You know, maybe. Yeah, I'll buy you one. You know, if we gotta if we gotta buy them, you know, we'll yeah. buy them. We'll buy them. That's fine. Yeah, that's cool. And so you are gonna be uh, Tuesday. Yeah, I'll be Tuesday. Yes, sir. Since I'm off work, I guess I can grace y'all with my beautiful face. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Talking to the UK chapter, man. You know, that's something we've been talking about since the beginning. It has. We got there's a lot of good UK. We got a lot the UK chapter took off, man. They they took off. Yeah, they're killing it. Yeah, they are. They're doing an outstanding job. Yeah. Um, I got their that coin, you know what I'm saying? I got their patch and I got I got a couple of their patches actually. So yeah. Shout out to Baby Beard while he's tuning in there. Oh yeah. Got I still hip- have him. I still haven't put it on my shirt yet. Hey, but, uh, and it goes in the dark, dude. That's awesome. It does. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get mine sewn on. You yeah, know. My, um, I'm going to either take it to my mom or my mother-in-law. So all my patches. On. I got two vests now. I got an international vest, and I just got my Kentucky vest. So I'm going I'm to put all the patches I have on my international vest, and then I'll, all I'm keeping on my Kentucky vest is just says Beans President and then just the Kentucky patch. Um, I also ordered some more U.K. patches. Um. Yeah, there's a couple of those that I didn't. If anybody in the club is looking to get patches, uh, I was contacted today on on how you could get them. Uh, right now, you're just going to want to contact um, that chapter's secretary or vice president, and then they can get you the stuff, uh, get you the patch. Um, if you're trying to collect them all, um, shit. Right now, man. I'm, no lie, man. I don't have any more patches on me. I think my VP does. But, man, 
They, you they, were, they you, you were handing them out like partying gifts and every time people are over, man, you know, like. I mean, that, it is what it is, man. I mean, I want people to have something that represents Kentucky. Share the wealth. Share the wealth. Baby beards touched. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, this Tuesday, 3 p.m. Central, and that'll be 9 p.m. in the UK. Are we but doing we, that live? We're going to do it live. Right. Yep. We're going to, yep. We're going to give everybody a chance to, uh, chime in and, you know, talk to them and ask some questions. And, uh, it'll be with that, with their board. I believe it's like seven, seven of them. So we're going to have a full show. That's awesome. So that'll be a good time. So, um, if you haven't already, guys, subscribe. Um, you like, know, and share, man. like and share, put us out there. Let everybody know. We got, you know, we got legend here. He's gonna post it on TikTok now. So I'm trying to spread the word with my 320,000 new TikTok followers. I think, Darren, we need we need to do a commercial every week for TikTok. Me and you, like we did that last one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but you didn't give me enough time to talk. You're like, right. Jeremy, what are you doing? What are you doing? Nay, hey, we you know what I'm talking about. No, I figured you was gonna be. Like <laughs> I know you. I know you, so I figured you was gonna be sleepy. I am sleepy now. So, um, but yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in and watching. Austin was a good, uh, Austin was a good guest and, uh, yes. Yeah. So we'll see you guys Tuesday, 3 PM. We'll be here live and, um, and that's it. Hey man. Thank you all for tuning in tonight, guys. Yeah. Much love and respect to all you guys. Love and respect. Have a good night. See you soon. All right, so we're still live. All right. We're still live. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm calling my daughter. Oh, yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> Good news. You thought I didn't take my shirt off like I do every other time when we go off the air. Yeah. Oh, no, she's not going to answer. Maybe she's watching and she knows it. I guarantee it. Um, so, she was rushed to the hospital <clears throat> because she was bleeding, and my grandson was born um, seven weeks early. Hmm. Um. Yeah, if if she had waited an hour longer, they both wouldn't have made it at all. That's terrible. Yeah, so very grateful, very grateful um, that they're both okay. He was taken to um, the a hospital forty five minutes away um, and was on a breathing machine. She, uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe the day before, was able to leave this hospital to go be with him. 
and supposedly they're supposed to be there for like a month still. So uh, maybe we get good news and they get to go home. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. So yeah. maybe maybe she doesn't want to talk um, live on the air. So That's fine, brother. yeah, whatever. All right, guys. We'll catch y'all later. See ya.